Hello, everyone, and welcome to Happiness Through Hardship, the podcast. I'm Karen Sullivan, the founder of Pretty Wellness, a two-time breast cancer survivor thriving with stage four disease, and author of the book that shares the same name of this podcast, Happiness Through Hardship. I'm also a girl who wishes on pennies. I try to see the good in everything, even when life is not so great. But sometimes it takes a little more, and this podcast will provide you with what worked well for me, success stories of people that have been through hard times, and simple suggestions that brought hope, resources, and connections. I hope you've been able to catch our recent episodes, including Christine St. Phil of Moms in Charge, where we talk about education and now COVID-19. Or last week's episode where Lauren of Chichi Life and I discuss high-risk pregnancy. If you've liked these episodes or others, please tell your friends and do me a favor, rate, review, and subscribe. Your efforts truly will help this podcast get noticed. And now for this episode, I'm excited to introduce you to Kimberly Sparks, a paralegal now health coach who received a text in 2016 that led to a series of events that changed her life. She tells her story about being a caregiver to her mom with ALS. Her awful few years led her to many dark moments, but also a few bright lights. Her story is intense. Though fitness, work family, as well as her furry friends and professional help, helped her get through. So please, grab your favorite drink, get cozy, and let's get started. Hello, everyone. I am so excited to introduce you to today's guest. Her name is Kimberly Sparks, a.k.a. Coach Kim. She spent years working in corporate as a paralegal and dabbled with running a business based on her passions, which are nutrition and fitness. However, her mother announcing she had ALS and then the path that went with that led to a series of events that completely changed her outlook on life. She then focused on running her business as a business, but full of meaning. She wants to inspire women to find confidence and joy through fitness and nutrition. Now, the truth is, I actually don't know her. I found her on Instagram, and I instantly loved her voice. Let me tell you, she is so motivating. Her posts are authentic. She shares what works and what doesn't work in her life and potentially in ours too, which makes her completely relatable. She often weaves in tips into her messages. They might be about fitness. See, she actually comes from a family who owned a gym. So it's always funny to get the kind of before and after thoughts on that. She will talk to us about clean eating. She was a vegetarian for a number of years and now is fully plant-based. She also will give us a little bit of tough love. And when I say tough love, I mean more on the love side. She just gives us a dose of reality too. I believe she has found her calling, and I'm really happy that she's here to share her story with us today. Thank you, Kimberly. I'm really glad you're here. Thank you so much, Karen. My goodness, my heart is smiling so much right now. Thank you for that introduction. Well, like I said, I mean, it's true. The funny thing about social media is that there's a lot of gripes about it. I get it. Some of it I actually believe, but there's been a lot of beauty that comes out of it too, to find this connection with people that you might share like interests with. And for us, that's, you know, health and wellness. 
And then for so many other people I know, as a, as a cancer survivor, there's all sorts of connection that I have made with other cancer survivors. And I'm sure that you can share the same with some of the elements that have gone on in your life as well. Yes, I think you, you're you right. We, we, we have to look for the good in things and even in social media. And if you allow social media to be something good in your life, it certainly can. Because we have the ability to block out the people that we don't want yes. to see for the things that we right. don't want to see. Right. And we can we can fill our lives with people. And, and like you, I'm so happy we were able to meet because it's people like you that I want to see and want to hear from and want to learn from. And so it it it, it is it is what it is for you in your life. You have oh. to make it. You have to make it, you know, that way. That's how I see it. (laughs) I I thank you for saying that. And I agree with you. And hey, trust me. I mean, not every day for me is like, oh, I'm just finding all the glory in social media. I've gotten down about it too. And the comparison game can be hard. But, you know, I found when I take a deep breath and say, okay, you know, focus on something positive out of this or, or why don't I just worry about my own social media, not looking, um, looking at all the others when I almost program my own media to be really what I want it to be. And for me, that's positivity and inspiration. Then that's when it works for me. Right. So, yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. I mean, as, as using social media in a business way, very intentional, with what I say and with what I do. So it, it, it is kind of that same thing, but I feel like I have attracted a lot of good people over the years that I look forward to seeing every single day on there. So, And hopefully that's some of the goal with it. Everybody has a different purpose. You and I use it for business. We use it for personal. Uh, I think there are a lot of ways that you know, it can be challenging, but that, hey, like we said, we're coming full circle here. It brought us together. It gives us the right. ability to share our stories and hopefully inspire other people, uh, you know, to find, in this case, find a little bit of happiness during their hardship. Uh, so exactly. Let me exactly. ask you, can sure. you share with the listeners something about you that we might not know or that, <laughs> or hey, like some silly little thing that might make you laugh? So, so I have, it's, it's, there's only a few people that might know this about me, but I have this thing that I do that actually makes me happy to do it every day, even though it's a little bit of a guilty pleasure. Okay, cool. Play Candy Crush. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I think that's great. I think that's great. Yeah. I, I feel like this. Did you ever watch Brooklyn Nine Nine? Where this? Uh, I've I've seen a few episodes. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's a hilarious show. And Gina, there's. I don't think they called it Candy Crush. I think there was another name that they used. But you know, she would like hide her addiction for it, and then she got like <laughs> the big commander in chief to like, um, you know, to to secretly play it as well. And like, there's this whole like kind of silly little episode on it. But um, I love that. So okay, so we know something. And how interesting. That the game is not like plant by plant based smoothie crush. It's candy crush, right? We're gonna right. need to create that. We're gonna need to create a like an avocado crush. 
Right. right. There we go. Yeah. I think I will, we'll work on that. So I love that. I love that. I love that. I, you know, it's funny is my answer to that question is often, at least now I've been doing this long enough. I think people know is like, oh, I still follow Days of Our Lives. Yeah. I was a soap opera junkie, but really more a Days of Our Lives junkie back in the day. And now yeah. it brings me such joy when I'll, I'll hear from a listener that I'll, you know, DM me on Instagram and say like, oh, guess what? Did, you know, you excited Sammy Brady's back? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> right? Right, right. But you yeah. know what? It's these little things. And, and that that's, I think, something as, as we continue to have this conversation, as well as other conversations, is sometime when you're going through hardship, it's really those little things because you may not have time or energy to do the big things. And, exactly. and to me, that, that really was days of our lives, like whether it was early on in my career where... I, you know, maybe had a boyfriend, but I didn't have a husband. I didn't have a family. I was just working, 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 working. I'd come home 11 o'clock at night for work and, and I'd watch Dave's. So, uh, you know, I, I do believe in the little things. So, yeah. Now, yeah. now this is the part where I, uh, it starts to get a little more serious and, and please share with us as much as, as you want, because I want this to be a comfortable place. And mm-hmm. I know that, that the story of when your mom was diagnosed with ALS and, how it moved forward is very stressful and very painful. So please share with us as much or as little as you want to hear. Sure. Yeah. So my mom, it was in February of 2017. um, And it was a text that she sent to my sisters and I, Um, very long text that I found out later, a friend of hers, if she didn't tell us, um, her friend was going to call us and let us know. My mother was not going to tell us that she had been diagnosed with ALS. She had lost her voice in August of 2016. So um, by text, that was really the only way she could tell us. Um, It was, you know, a few months later that a lot of stuff happened and I ended up, she was in Arkansas and ended up having to go get her and bring her to live with my sister who had a bigger house than I did with the agreement that my sister and I were going to become her caregiver. Um, she was, if you don't know much about ALS, it's very quick and, um, you know, sometimes People can live for years with it, okay. but typically it's a two-year to three-year, um, you know, diagnosis uh, to death. Uh, because my mother's symptoms basically started in August of 2016, um, her total time was almost a year and a half, I would say, once the sy- sy- symptoms started. Okay. So in June, she was still moving around. Uh, In July, she fell on me. She no longer could um, stand, really. Uh, um, And so July, August, and September, my sister and I did the best that we could. We had to hire um, help. Um, I think, you know, it was through, like, uh, the state-provided um, insurance. So it wasn't that we actually hired someone, but we got someone in to help us out. Um, because my sister and I both worked. Um, I'm very grateful to my employer at the time who worked with my schedule so much. Um, 
and allowed me to go and care for my mom. We had an agreement. I would go over three days during the week and every other weekend. And, um, you know, there, so this was all going on. Um, I think, you know, I can't remember because of everything I was going through with my mother. Um, you know, it's just, it's a struggle. I, I got pulled over by the cops a couple of times at night coming home because it was so late and I had been up for probably, I I would get up at like five in the morning to work out Uh and, um, then get to work and then go to my sister's and I'd get home at like 10 or 11. So it was a very long day. And so just give you my mindset of things. I don't really know exactly when, but my sister was my baby. The she lived in Colorado was diagnosed with stage four cancer. So both of these things going on at the same time, and I would get very angry with my mother because I couldn't go to my sister because I had to be with my mom, mm-hmm. and it was just this constant battle. Um. During this time, I looked for therapy. I'm very big on therapy. I've gone to get therapy therapy over many, many times in my life as a teenager. And it was the hardest thing to find a therapist. I couldn't find anyone to go talk to. It was, I was like, I know I need this. And I don't, there's no one available. I finally found someone and she was incredible. And um, when, when I went to her and told her what I do on a daily basis, because I was getting up and I was exercising and I was eating pretty decently, and, but then I was caring for my mom and I had all this anger that was building up and she saw all this and uh, she's like, oh, that's why you're seeing me. You have that part because, you know. It, it it was a very it was it's so hard to think about to go back there because it's not a place I really right. want to go to. Right. Um, it was I I would be so good, and I say good like I was never vibrating at a very high scale through all this, but I was good in the mornings after my workout. Okay. Go to work. And then I'd go see her and I would go to a dark place. And it was, it was because I was watching my mother die and, and the anger was, you know, because of that. And I learned what anticipatory grief was and just experiencing that grief because you know, it's going to happen. it's, I never knew before. I'd never had that before. Um, so my mother got to the point where it was taking both my sister, both me and my sister to care for her, to move her around. Um, so nursing homes and my mother did not want to go into a nursing home and I don't blame her. I don't particularly care for them myself. So we went, went to a few that were just not a place I would ever go and therefore I would never um, put my mom like have her go to a place like that and um 
we found this place that was close to my sister, that was close to, close enough to me. Um, and so it was it was just a wonderful environment as far as a nursing home goes. I, I was very, uh, the people were happy and, you know, it was just a good place. Um, what is the criteria that you're looking for in that situation? Honestly, and this is this is the one thing I grew up thinking nursing homes were is that they were very stinky. <laughs> and I don't know what that smell is, but it's like a sterile, awful, yeah, awful smell. And and so I know, isn't that crazy? Like it's a smell that, um, but well, no, it really it needed it needed to be clean, but not smell like yeah. that it, it needed to it needed to have like the day we went there were people singing in the main area right. and um you know it was just a very happy place the one that we chose okay. where other places just seemed so sad it was the energy that was all right you know it and I know that if anyone has ever been into a nursing home they would understand what I'm talking about, that it's just this, it's a strange energy. And so, you know, and one of they were so far, some of them were just so far away from both me and my sister. There was just no way. Um, but we were very fortunate because there was a waiting list at this one. And, um, but she did get in and, um, you know, we had issues when, when we, were there and she ended up getting moved several times but um I would go see her the same schedule three days a week every other weekend sometimes every you know I wouldn't go every other weekend I would just go once on my off weekend um but yeah she was there for October November and December and she passed away right after Christmas and uh December of 2017 and um it was it was she was finally at peace. Um, I just felt like, you know, people who, if you don't know anything about ALS, is it, you know everything. Your brain, I mean, there there can be a dementia part to it, but for the most part, your brain does not die at all. It's completely aware of everything. You just cannot move. You, it gets to the point where you can't even blink your eyes anymore. It's, it's, you lose complete control of your body. And I could see that happening to my mom. She just, over those months, it was so fast. It was just so fast. Um, so, yeah, she passed at the end of December. And about a week later, maybe, let's see, two weeks later, I got a call. My sister that had stage four cancer was at MD Anderson in Houston by this time. And I got a call that she had been rushed into ICU and that if we wanted to see her again, we needed to go. Um, so I immediately got on the phone with the airline and got down to Houston and I got to see her. Um, I had seen her in May when I went to go get my mom and uh, she had also come in July to Nashville okay. where we live. Um, 
to see all of us um, on a weekend. You know, and it had been three years since I'd seen her before. Um, so I'm in Houston and um, she's, you know, she's awake and she's, you know, her personality is there. She's not, she's in pain, but, you know, she's still my sister. Um, but she was and we were only there the weekend or I guess it was, I went on a, in the middle of the week. So I stayed through the weekend and that day that we were supposed to leave, two doctors came in and told her the cancer had spread. There was nothing that they could do. Um, so we left after hearing that and, um, she was, she passed just like a few days later. Oh my, all of this she within got, just a few weeks. It was three weeks from the time my mother oh my. passed. Oh my, how, <laughs> how do you even process this year and a half that culminates in three weeks? Yeah. Nonetheless, around the holidays, so it's just really heavy anyway. Right. Yeah, it was, um, it's hard. I, I remember very like sitting in the airport in Houston and it was like watching TV because I, I was completely out of it. I, I did not process what was going on. I did not want to process what was going on. I, you know, um, I had had so much hope for my sister that she was going to get better. Right, right, right. Because with ALS, you know, with cancer, as you know, right. there's a chance. There's, there's a chance. There's so much hope. There's research there's that's continuing to come. Yes. Almost weekly, you're seeing new studies posted in, in various medical journals. So yes. I can't imagine having the intensity of caregiving for your mother for so long, watching and being a part of that knowing that your sister's going through such a rough time, but having hope. And then within three weeks. Yeah. Uh, that is now you, you'd said you'd been exercising cause it's something that you was always a part of your life that would give you yeah. kind of, it sounds like that it, it made you feel good temporarily after and we saw a yes. therapist that I don't know. I don't want to put words in your mouth. Helped you stay sane, helped you yes. understand Kept me out of a padded room. <laughs> yeah. Kept me from running away to me from like just in my mind. So who yeah. else is taking care of you besides this? Well, I, I, you know, like I mentioned the place I worked, they were very kind and very flexible and understood and you know, everyone there was, was good to me at that, at that time, you know, they, that support I felt from them, I think helped. Okay. And then of course, um, just friends and, um, the community of, of other people, you know, with the company that I'm with that community, I leaned in without sharing anything if that makes sense. Yeah. I was just kind of there to distract myself yeah. from what was going on right. within me. Right. And, um, 
you know, but it, it got to the point that, um, I actually had to see a psychiatrist in order to get uh, medicine. And, um, I, I was in a very dark place. I, I call it (laughs) my chapter of shite. It was definitely the worst time period of my life. I mean, on paper, everything you're saying to me sounds like this. Yeah. I can't imagine. It just, it, it's so hard to, like, I don't like to go there. I do go there occasionally. And, you know, August, my mother's birthday is August 30th and my sister's, it was September 3rd and mine is September 5th. So, that week is a very tough week for me now. <laughs> so I'm sure. So it's, 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 um, yeah, but so I was exercised to me was the one thing I made sure I did every single day. Um, and I also had two dogs who, yeah. if anyone has pets, they know that dogs, and 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 even cats can be very loving mm-hmm. and and be there for you, and um you know and my sister had kids has kids she has kids they were much younger but they still joy and you know f- you find you find those moments to get you through um but yeah it 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 was hard it was really hard but yeah the exercise. Um, I would say that my diet wasn't, it wasn't terrible. It could have been so much worse, but it was hard. It was very hard to make sure, to meal plan and to get, you know, prepping and and get all that done. So I did my best, you know, eating salads is really easy. And um, I would just cut up veggies and eat them in the car on the way to my uh, mom. Um, Because every time I was going to her, it was um, rush hour, so yeah. there's lots of traffic. So yeah. I just sit there and eat vegetables, cut up vegetables while I was no. driving. I, I I do that too. I funny thing is, is years ago for me, I used to keep and don't laugh at this tuna fish in my office because right, um, I knew if I was really hungry, I could eat it, and it was a little more healthy than me going to the vending machine. Now yeah, I, I'm not a, I'm not an avid tuna fish eater now. But I, when you were talking about vegetables, like I will uh, cut up, sometimes I'll even get the bagged ones from the grocery store, depending on how much money you want to send, and hummus or guacamole, uh-huh. depending on what you like. And and that's a bit filling. So when I, I mean, clearly I haven't been in your shoes, but I, you know, however, I have been back and forth to various doctor's appointments and visits. And, and so sometimes it's like, I don't have time to meal plan, but I can throw a bunch of food that's a little healthier in my backpack or I have a little backpack cooler and right. that, you know, and that can keep, and, and I think I'll say to people like you and I have, um, or I more focused on, on plant-based eating and, and that works for right. us. And I, I think we both could probably talk for hours about why it should, you know, it can be great for anybody. However, yeah. I know when you're going through a hard time, like you don't have time to think and wonder about all, uh, you know, about changing your diet, about changing your lifestyle. And that's why I always advocate for small steps. And I really believe that what we eat does help us help fuel our bodies. So if we're going through a hard time rather right. than grabbing all the carby chips and pretzels or, 
you know, microwave, baked, whatever dinners they are, casseroles, like grabbing a bunch of fruits or vegetables, smoothies can really Mm -hmm. help nourish you. And, you know, plus your body is going to feel a little bit more vibrant, even when you're feeling awful, if that makes any sense. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I, I found myself at Walgreens a lot and, you know, places like that, you can get nuts. Yeah. Um, there's still healthy options. Right. Bananas. Um, but yeah, there were bananas, you know, and, and, and a place like it's a small grocery store, Walgreens. So you can definitely go down the grocery aisle yeah. instead of the snack aisle right, right, and, right. Get, and, and get something healthier. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it, it does make a difference. There is like a, you know, mind, body, gut connection. Yeah. And if, if you don't, um, if you aren't eating well and you don't feel well, then it's going to be, <laughs> you know, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. You were hinting at earlier how you, when you were going through all, you know, the depths of hardship of caregiving mm-hmm. from your mother and your sister being sick that you are interested in nutrition and, and fitness. And so you started on the periphery kind of like, we'll say leaning in to, mm-hmm. um, to what I believe is like ended up being your coaching business. But will you share with us how that evolved and how you became to be, you know, Coach Kim? So um, I had actually decided, made the decision to become a coach in this network, um, in September of 2016. So a few months before, you know, my mom really got sick. So I was at the beginning of it and it was just so fresh and new. And you're, you know, when you're, when, when you don't think of something as like, if you don't come with that business mindset, it's really hard. Right. So you have to like, figure all that out and so when she told me she was sick I was just like oh my gosh like what am I gonna do like I can't do both so I had to kind of back off um then after everything happened so we're you know we're now in uh, 2018 and I really started to focus I started to really focus on my business I really started to think of it as a business and um it it just a lot of stuff started to change for me. Um, I no longer felt like I needed to be where I was as a paralegal. Um, it didn't feel good to me anymore. And I think when you lose two people like that. This is, you know, your immediate family, the people that you've known your entire life. It's kind of a wake up call to like life, like this is it, like you got to go do something. And I made the decision to go back to school. Um, So I'm getting my master's in human nutrition and it's a functional nutrition uh, program. Um, because I really and truly believe in preventive medicine and um, functional nutrition and just all that. So it it coincides with my coaching uh, business, um, but it's just giving me kind of a little bit more insight on how nutrition works. Um, exercise 
is wonderful. You need to exercise, but nutrition is going to make such a huge difference with your weight loss, with the way you feel, with with so much more. And I wanted to understand that more. So that's that's what I decided to do. And that's where I am now. And it it's so I'm learning so much and it's so exciting. And it's just, yeah. So <laughs> I, I will tell you, I am thrilled that you are studying that. And I'm starting to see more hospitals include an integrative or functional medicine approach, which I think is amazing because when I was diagnosed with stage four, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a can do person. I'm type a, I want to have solutions. I want to find resources. And my oncologist is brilliant. He is a pharmaceutical scientist and he is a medical oncologist. But every time I asked him about nutrition or even exercise, he would say, Karen, I don't think it's going to hurt but I don't have much advice for you in that area. That's not my expertise. He ended up right. sending me to somebody who was more aligned with functional medicine, who he believed in. And so uh, another reason why I think he's amazing is that he um, he knows that he's brilliant and he is absolutely like my quarterback in all of my stage four adventures. Um, uh-huh. However, he also knows that he you know, he, he can, a better answer can come from somebody else. And so I, I love that I'm seeing more because I'm looking for it. And, and even more so now, different, um, like advocates within the hospital system that will talk about whether it's a plant-based diet or, you know, being more active. It's, it's not just about taking medicine. It's not just about being a good patient. And I do believe in that as well. And so I'm excited Mm -hmm. for you because I think that having that approach, having more education to be able to not just inspire people, but to give them bits and pieces of information so that they can take it and be their own, whether they're a patient and be a patient advocate or, just be an advocate for themselves because we all, I, I truly believe if we all take care of ourselves, we are much better yes. people for our own lives, for our own yes. family, for our own community. Absolutely. Absolutely. I am healthier now than I have ever been in my life um, simply because I'm learning and aware and just, you know, it's amazing. It's amazing. Like, the changes of of just and like you earlier the baby steps it it didn't happen for me overnight I didn't get here you know I've been in the environment since I was a child yeah and and it doesn't you don't have to do that either but when you are facing and wanting change um you can't jump you know Maybe you can. Maybe some people can tear off the Band-Aid and jump right in. Usually that's not sustainable. You have to gradually go in and make it part of your life and just incorporate new, healthier. I'm a work in progress. I am still incorporating new and healthier things into my life. (laughs) I love that work in progress. And I think I am too. And I I will say, I think I, back when I made all my changes, I mean, granted, I was told I had stage four disease and we did not know if I was going to live four months or you know, four decades. And so I was willing to make all these changes and I was willing to go cold turkey. And by the way, it's been almost seven years. I haven't had a piece of cheese. I haven't had a a soda and I was the diet Dr. Pepper girl. Like it can happen. 
and it, it can it, be sustainable, yeah. but it takes, I, I believe it probably takes a lot. I yeah. was doing a yeah. speaking engagement, a, a virtual speaking engagement yesterday. And someone who was on helping moderate it had seen me speak before. And he actually said, you know, Karen, you always give this advice about uh, drinking warm water and lemon first thing in the morning. And mm-hmm. I do. And he's like, that was the simplest step for me. And he goes, and I still do it. It's I buy fresh lemons. <laughs> it's before I have my coffee, before I start my day. And and I love to hear that. And I love sharing that with people because small steps can lead to bigger ones. When you feel like you've accomplished something and that's small, but really yeah. manageable, right? Yeah. And, and will you, I would love to hear some of your favorite health tips in terms of, you know, what you're doing today as a health coach, you know, what are some of your words of wisdom in terms of how to take care of yourself? And I guess in, in retrospect, if somebody's going through a hard time, whether it's dealing, you know, with a parent and caregiver, being a caregiver of their parent or just living a a really stressed out, busy life. Yeah. And I think right now, you know, a lot of people, I know I'm feeling the stress of the current situation of this year. Um, right. Right. Oh, it's been a very different year for all the whole entire world. We've all been affected by it, but yeah, I, after going through what I went through, I don't think anything in the rest, the rest of my life will bother me as much. Um, one thing I started doing right after my sister died was I started practicing gratitude every single day. And I tell you, it's hard when you are in a dark place to find anything to be grateful for. But I, you know what, if you are able to think about what you should be grateful for, you have a heartbeat and you have a day, you have just, you have life. You have, you have that moment you have something to be grateful for. And, and there were days like that. There were days like that, you know, you just, and it's okay to have dark moments, but still find that bright light. Um, you know, it's like the, the dark room with the light in the corner, you know, that it, it's possible to find it. Gratitude changes everything. I, I do it every single day. Um, and I talk about it a lot, (laughs) which is why it's perfect that we Uh segue now where I will ask you if you will play the grateful game with us, because I, (laughs) I, so, you know, I didn't almost didn't even need to ask. Um, (laughs) I, I really believe in a, in a gratitude practice, like you're saying. And I think sometimes I get hung up in like, whether it's the linguistics of it, like, oh, it's a yoga practice or it's a gratitude practice. I've got a a lot all this time to do something that's not on my list of things to do. What I've learned is a practice just means practice it, just do it. My gratitude game could take one minute. Um, Yes. Doing a meditation, like I love some of those meditation apps. Headspace has always been my favorite because you can get 10, call it episodes for free. Right. I know people who swear by calm and insight timer. There are ways to have these mindful practices in, in one's life without spending a lot of time or money walking in nature. I found that with my puppy, yes. I never had a dog before. And, yeah. and now me going out and not getting on the phone, but just walking with him and he's sniffing yeah. the road. Yeah. And not that it's a beautiful sight, but I never noticed this one area in the road that's like multicolored. But it's like I'm being mindful and being present. 
And yes. so I think having some sort of mindful practice and, and a gratitude practice is, is what has worked for my family and what I want to play with you. So okay. what we'll do is I'll give us 30 to 45 seconds and okay. my, you know, my son and I will, will, will play it a few different ways, but oftentimes it's, it's timing. I'll, I'll say, ready, set, go. I'll give myself 30 to 45 seconds. I will try and come up with things I'm grateful for. And they don't necessarily, like, clearly I am so grateful for my husband who is like the best thing that ever happened to me, maybe tied with my son who right. is, um, who is the best other thing that happened to me, like it, it could be little things because as we were just saying, sometimes in those dark moments, you feel really alone and, mm-hmm. and it may not be people and you may not, the house over your head, maybe you're, you know, you're grateful for it, but it just doesn't feel warm and fuzzy. So right. I'll kick it off and you can follow okay. me with that. So, okay. all right. Um, today I am grateful for, uh, I, you know what? I kind of said it, my little puppy, because he has helped me become more with like, I love nature, but sometimes I'm, I'm doing other things in it with a friend talking on the phone and my walks at night with my puppy by myself have got me to explore all the beauty of nature that's around me, you know, silly little bugs. Like I said, kind of the, yeah. the, the multicolored dirt on the road, things I wouldn't notice before, but that bring a smile to my face. And so that, that calms me. Um, and then I guess on that note, we're talking nature. I know this is silly and people will say, oh, so cheesy, but the sunsets, the gorgeous, oh, yeah. beautiful sunsets. Last night, I was at my son's baseball game and <laughs> the most beautiful cotton candy looking pink and blue and orange sunset just made my heart warm. I, I snapped a picture of it and the picture just doesn't do it justice. But if, if I ever have the opportunity to just sit somewhere and, and, and look at it. And then now, now that I think of it, then I came home and I'm now exceeding my one minute here, but I came <laughs> home, I took the dog out back and I looked at the sky, I forgot about this. And I saw it was like a clear sky with these bright stars. And I thought to myself, man, do we really need to put a tent in the backyard? And, and, you know, I know we're not traveling anywhere because, you know, of, of COVID and, but my backyard might, might bring us a little bit of joy just looking at it differently. So, yeah. all yeah. right, that was my minute. I've got three. I'm going to pass it to you and I'm giving you a minute as well. Okay. Okay. So I am grateful for social media and people like you into Aww. my life. Um, I, I say it all the time and it's, and I guess I should say I am thankful for the business because one of the vital behaviors is personal development and connecting with others. I guess that's two vital behaviors, but if it weren't for those things, I don't know if I would be who I am today. So I am thankful for my business as well in that aspect because it has brought people like you into my life. Um, I am also thankful for nature. Nature is amazing. I sit outside every morning. It's where I do my gratitude and my journals. And I just watch the bees and the birds and the butterflies. And I listen. And I'm two miles from downtown. And I hear more bugs than I do anything else. Oh my goodness, that's awesome. (laughs) So I am very thankful for my neighborhood and just you know, the closeness to the the busyness, but the far away it feels. And, you know, we have a park that's really close. So I love that too. Sidewalks to walk on. Um, yeah. And then I just, well, oh, one more thing. I am thankful for my 
as well. You're thankful um, for your what? I miss it. New puppy. Your new puppy. I, I have a new puppy as well. I lost my beagle yeah, at, at the beginning of July. And at the end of July, I adopted another puppy. And she is already oh. showing just how much of a sweetheart she is. And I just love that. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> and, and what's her name? Her name is Dahlia. Dahlia. Oh, yes. that's, that's like the flower. Like the flower. <laughs> oh, that's that that's wonderful. And like listen, we could go on and on. This whole podcast could be about things. You know, if you set your mind to it, you know, like like we said, some some days are are better than others, but today feels right. like a good one. And I'm so glad that, yeah. that we're able to play. Okay, you won. Not that it ever matters because frankly, <laughs> I don't think it matters. No. You know, and and I'm not no. you know, I I I just I, I want everybody to be able to, you know, make their day a little bit a little bit better. So I feel like that's a win all in all between us. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, will you share with everybody, where can we find you if we want to learn more about your, your business or we want to follow you on social media? So yeah, I'm on uh, social media, uh, Instagram, Facebook. Um, just if you search my name, Kimberly Sparks, uh, I have... I think my main account has, um, it's got 9992 by it. Yep. Um, Kimberly underscore that, Sparks. Kimberly underscore yes. Sparks 9992 is the one I that, follow. Yes, that is the um, <laughs> the phone number from when I was a teenager, the last four <gasps> digits. <laughs> I was wondering. I was wondering what that was about. That's great. I love that. I might use yeah. that. So, so, yeah. And then um, Facebook just search me and um you can find me i'm public and um and that's much, great. yeah yeah i have found like I, I said at the top of this interview you know i have found that reading through your posts are really inspiring they're they're often thought provoking and so you know sometimes i end up leaving you a, a, probably a long comment and other mm -hmm. times i just take it with me and i think about it through the day right. and i i think that that's also almost coming full circle here as well as with gratitude is the the more often that you practice something for for me for more the more often that I play the grateful game and I make it a part of my life the more than I am looking throughout the day and noticing things that like oh man I'm I'm grateful for that that that's beautiful I'm having fun I'm happy and then rem keeping that so that I can tell my son at night right and and right, it just it right. it, exudes, it brings out positive energy which is I think what has been helpful for both of us find yes. our joy and find our own happiness through the hardship. Yes. So, yes. So thank you again, Kimberly, for being uh, here with us you. today. <laughs> I am. I, it's always a delightful conversation when we get to connect and thank you the listeners for being here and please feel free to reach out, you know, send me a DM at pretty wellness. Um, if there's questions that you might have with a guest or if there's, areas that you want us to explore together. So everybody have a great day. Bye for now. Thank you so much for joining us today. I want to leave you with a quick thought, but first a request, please take a minute to rate review and subscribe. You leaving a review helps us with our podcast ranking. The higher we are ranked, the more people can discover our show and tell your friends about us too. If you love us, they might as well. And now my parting words. We play the grateful game at the end of each episode and here is why. After my second diagnosis, I started to research who was thriving with cancer and what they were doing to be well. I learned that wellness 
is about consistent self-care, creating everyday practices that help improve your body and mind toward a state of good health. And for me, focusing on gratitude brings tremendous positive energy into my life. As you heard in today's episode, Kimberly and I spent a while chatting about social media and the pros and cons of it. It can be a lot of work as a business owner to create useful content, though it's also been incredibly rewarding. And I ask you, the listeners, please reach out and let us know what content you want more of. What type of stories do you want to hear more of on the podcast? Or what types of information do you want more of on Instagram? We encourage you to follow, comment, and DM us at at Pretty Wellness on Instagram. Thanks again for joining us today. I'm sending you lots of happiness and great health. Bye for now.